Virginia Tech wide receiver transfer Tavion Robinson has announced his commitment to the Kentucky Wildcats, as well as Auburn offensive lineman Tayshawn Manning. We talk about those guys and Kentucky basketball's recent struggles on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, also host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama, covering all things SEC-related. But on this show, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. All right, on today's show, we're going to be talking about Tayshawn Manning, Tavion Robinson, Robinson, the two recent transfers that the Wildcats picked up in the portal. We're also going to be talking about Kentucky basketball. Their fall in the net rankings, their fall in the AP poll. And I know that we kind of let some let some uh, air out of tires yesterday. Just kind of kind of let out some grievances yesterday uh, in, in yesterday's podcast. Just talking about some frustrations with the with the basketball program and talking about some just some issues I have overall uh, with what's going on. Uh, with Kentucky, but we're going to con- con- kind of continue to harp on that because I have some more points I want to make about this basketball program and the direction that it's heading and the fear that I have uh, that that uh, I just I don't think that things are going well right now. All right, so let's start it off. Tavion Robinson uh, was a sophomore wide receiver at Virginia Tech this season. He's from Virginia Beach, Beach uh, Virginia. Uh, he is now transferred to the Wildcats. I believe he announced it on Sunday. I did not get to it on yesterday's podcast because I was recapping Kentucky basketball's loss to Duke. There was so much I wanted to talk about with that matchup that I didn't have time to get to it. But Tavion, 559 receiving yards this year, five touchdowns. He had 44 receptions. You look back at what he did uh, in 2020, had 38 receptions for 592 yards, averaged 15.6 yards per catch and three touchdowns. And then in uh, in uh, 2019, as a freshman, 386 receiving yards, uh, 13.3 yards per catch, and a touchdown also had 132 uh, yards res- uh, rushing. So he is kind of uses that dual threat type of guy in the receiver room. 5'10", 187 pounds, again, out of Virginia Tech. This is... When you look at the numbers and you watch some of the tape, this is the type of player that Kentucky succeeds with very, very well. And I'm sure all of you out there know that Wandale Robinson and Lynn Bowden, guys like that, Randall Cobb, players like that, these AP type of guys have succeeded very well. In uh, in these Kentucky offenses as, as of late, specifically when Mark Stoops has been here. And so I think from a scheme perspective, I think this is just a perfect fit uh, for the Wildcats. He, uh, he's, he's one of those guys that I think can be a high-volume player uh, for the Cats. I think, again, like, uh, like I said, I think he's very similar to what Wandale Robinson brought to the table this season for the Wildcats, which is, I just think that if you give him the football at any point, uh, 
I think that he's capable of of taking it to the house or making a really big play out of it. So I think this will be one of those guys that gets just a ton of touches during his time with the Wildcats. I believe he has two years of eligibility remaining. Uh, so we'll probably get to see him uh, this year and next year, or this season and this the season following in 2023. And the reason that I believe that he will stay that long is I don't think at the same time, while I do believe he's going to get those touches uh, for for the Wildcats, I don't know if he is going to be able to produce at the level that guys like Wanda Robinson or Lynn Bowden did in the past. I don't think he's going to be NFL ready after two or after a season is what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to be able to, to uh, bring that kind of production to the table. I will say he's really talented. I will say that 100%. I think he is going to get those touches. I think he's going to be a factor on the ground game, the receiving game. He also will definitely be somebody to watch out for in the kick return game. Had a uh, kick return touchdown, uh, I believe, against Richmond uh, this season. I might be way off on that. But he has 534 kick return yards over the course of three seasons uh, for for the Hokies. So he is somebody that uh, I'm very, very excited to have. And I, again, I think he's a really good scheme fit. And you look at the depth chart uh, for the Wildcats next season. You look at who's potentially going to be at, at receiver. So Josh Ellie's going to be gone. Would not be surprised if Wondell Robinson's going to be gone. So that means you're going to have to turn to some really young guys. And I know that Kentucky's got some players coming in. Obviously, you look at guys like Destin Wade, who's probably going to play running back, I believe, for for the Wildcats, but still kind of that AP guy listed as an athlete. Barry and Brown, the four-star wide receiver out of Nashville, he's going to be uh, another guy coming in. Uh, so, so there's definitely there's definitely Brandon White is a is another guy out of Ohio. Uh, so, so Kentucky's going to have some pieces coming into the receiver room next season, but it's a very young core as opposed to what we were looking at this year. Uh, so I think Tavion Robinson is going to be one of those front runners. He's going to be one of those lead guys that Will Levis, if he does elect to come back, looks towards. And I, again, I think this was a really good pickup. Got no major complaints here. I've been watching some of his film. Uh, I think he's just one of those all-purpose guys that Kentucky's going to be able to get the ball in any any way that they possibly can. So that's a look at Tavion Robinson. We're going to take a look at Tayshawn Manning, and we're going to talk about the Kentucky basketball uh, side of things in just a second. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march into the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. I've been telling you guys about Prize Picks for quite some time, and if you still haven't signed up, man, what are you even waiting for? In addition to all the college football action, Prize Picks makes college basketball more exciting. Prize Picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize Picks also offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points rebounds assists 
threes made, and more. All of the users that deposit using promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code Locked On when you do so. You can pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries, which means you can take the over on Joel Embiid and combine, with, combine it with the, uh, the under on Aaron Rodgers in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and also offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. All right, so continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, really appreciate you really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021 local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. And let me tell you something. The fact that we get, as fans, a little bit of parody this season, I think is very refreshing. And I know that there's going to be a lot of fans out there and even maybe some Kentucky people saying that, well, there's not that much parity because we still have two teams from the SEC in the college football playoff. We've got the Alabama and the Georgia uh, situation. Oh, boy, here we go again. And I would just say to that, well, first of all, I'm an SEC homer. Uh, let me let me just let me just say that clearly. Uh, I don't necessarily pull for the conference. Right. I'm not one of those people. I, I like the conference. Uh, I, I, I pull for I pull for Kentucky. I pull for Auburn. I pull for these individual schools. Um, but I, but uh, but still, point being, the fact that the SEC, as opposed to another conference, was able to get two teams in, I'm for that. If it's from my conference, I would prefer that over Notre Dame or or, or some school from like the Big Ten or the ACC or the Big Twelve or or whatever have you. So that's where I stand on that. And then also, look, we got Michigan, we got Cincinnati this year. The fact that we don't have Clemson or Ohio State in the playoff this season, beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. And it's great that it wasn't filled from a, a Big 12 school or a Pac-12 school. We got some parity. We got a group of five school into the playoff. So I'm very happy with it. Very happy with it. All right, so continuing along here, Tayshawn Manning, guard out of Auburn. Now, as some of you may know, I, I reside in Auburn. I've covered Auburn for quite some time now. I, I, I know what's going on within the program. I've watched Tayshawn uh, for the few years that he's been here with the Tigers and just breaking down, you know, what he's been able to accomplish over, uh, over these uh, past few seasons. So he was a full-time starter in 2020, right? Six foot four, 335-pound guard. Started every single game at left guard for Auburn in the 2020 season. But this past year, this, this, this year, this football season, 2021, Brandon Council, transfer from Akron, made the switch from right guard to the left side, left side of the line, and he started eight games at that position. And then Tayshawn Manning uh, got two starts of, f- over the, uh, the final three games of the season this year against Mississippi State and South Carolina and then started at right guard in the regular season finale against Alabama. So he was the full-time starter last year on an offensive line in 2020 that was porous when it came to, uh, when it came to pass blocking. And this season, the run blocking for Auburn has significantly re- regressed and Manning has not necessarily been a part of that. Uh, he, he has been, again, like I said, he's been put as a reserve uh, for for the majority of this season. He was initially signed with Auburn uh, as part of the 2016 recruiting class, was a three-star defensive tackle. So 
this kid, and this is something that Gus Malzahn did because he was weird, and I'm glad he's gone. Uh, this is something that Gus Malzahn would do. He didn't recruit offensive linemen. He was just like, man, who needs the position? And whenever it came down to it, uh, and that's that's more of a joke, by the way. It's just me being sarcastic and dry. He actually he tried to recruit offensive linemen, just wasn't very good at it. But he would bring in, and Tayshawn Manning's one of them. And I, I the 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 other guy is, is slipping my mind right now. But he would bring in these defensive linemen, and he would get them to play offensive line. He would flip them to the other side of the trenches. Manning was one of those guys. And to be honest with you, I don't think Manning is that bad of a player. I'm not sure why uh, the coaching staff elected. For, for him to be the sixth guy out of this rotation this year. Because, look, Brandon Council was coming back healthy. They had to do some shuffling on the offensive line. It was a bunch of seniors. Uh, they were trying to figure things out, and Tayshawn Manning got left out of the rotation. He was probably the sixth best player uh, on on the offensive line out of Killian Zaire, which was, I believe, the left tackle uh, for, for Auburn uh, for a little bit of this season. So, fifth-year senior this fall, has one more year of eligibility remaining, uh, thanks to the NCAA granting all student athletes an additional year of eligibility uh, due to the um, the pandemic. So, Tayshawn Manning coming to to the Wildcats. This is what uh, Manning wrote in a post on Instagram. Said, "quote I want to extend a great big thank you to my parents, my sister, my girlfriend, and all the fans." coaches and universities who showed me love during this decision-making process. It is now time for me to take the next step step in my collegiate career. With that being said, I've decided to use my last year of eligibility at the University of Kentucky. You look at the depth chart for the Wildcats. So they've got a junior at, at, at left guard in Kenneth Horsey. They've got Dare Rosenthal, uh, who is a who is a redshirt junior at left tackle. So the left side of the line should be good. Luke Fortner, the center, going to be gone. Uh, Austin Dotson is a senior at right guard. He's going to be gone. And then Darian Kennard, obviously, uh, probably going to be a first-round pick, hopefully to the Bengals, fingers crossed. Uh, he is going to be gone as well. So the entire right side of the line is going to be gone, including the center. Left side of the line is going to be fine. So Manning should slot in, I would assume, based on watching him play this year and last year as an Auburn Tiger. I'm going to assume that he's going to slot in at right guard. And like I said... Uh, he was not the the part of the problem for Auburn on the offensive line in terms of run blocking this season. I think that was definitely more on the guys that actually got to play legitimately. And so I think when you're looking at Kentucky's system and, and what they like to do is they have that one AP guy that they throw to almost every other play. They've got a bruiser back that if they don't throw to the AP guy that they, they give touches to him, and then that's about it. And a lot of it stems off of how well can our offensive line perform. And I think that... Uh, I think that Tayshawn Manning, if he, even if he doesn't start, is a valuable asset to this team in terms of depth on the O-line because something that Kentucky has done so well over these past few years with Mark Stoops is develop some of these O-linemen into legitimate players. So even if Manning is coming in as a former defensive tackle, didn't really get a whole lot of time late at his, during his time at Auburn, still, it's an SEC caliber offensive line. We, we saw the same thing with Dare Rosenthal. We saw people doubt this kid. And he's been able to play well at left tackle for the for the Wildcats this season. So I would expect Tayshawn Manning to fill a similar 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 wow similar role in the fact that he's going to develop, he's going to start, and I think he's going to do good things for the Wildcats, who are probably going to be ground and pound and throw into uh, Tavion Robinson next season. It's funny how in this this year you've got a Robinson that you're throwing to, and next year it's probably going to be it's probably going to be Robinson again that gets 
the, the the largest amount of targets, but it's Tavion, not Wandale. Interesting stuff there. All right, so that's a look at Ta- uh, Tayshawn Manning. I expect him to start for the Wildcats this season. I know we haven't even gotten close uh, to spring pa- practice or anything right like that. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Let's try and savor uh, these last uh, few weeks before bowl season, before Kentucky beats the absolute snot uh, out of Iowa. But still, I expect Tayshawn Manning to be a very good addition uh, to this Kentucky offensive line we're going to talk about Kentucky basketball and some of their recent struggles and and some more thoughts on that program in just a second today's show also brought to you by Omaha Steaks the holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift can be tricky but Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We have all heard about the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so do not wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword COLLEGE. All right, so wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky again. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that they can subscribe to the podcast. I really appreciate it if you would do so. So that way you get notified when the next episode of Locked On Kentucky comes out. All right, Kentucky basketball. Obviously, heartbreaking loss to uh, Notre Dame uh, on Saturday. Very frustrating the way that game ended. Uh, Actually, the entire game was frustrating, to be quite honest with you. Uh, to watch and if you want a full breakdown of that game I did a an, an entire podcast dedicated to it on yesterday's episode of Locked on Kentucky you, would, you can uh, go check out check that out and uh, get some of, my, some of my thoughts on what happened with the Wildcats and why they lost that game and what Notre Dame did to frustrate them we all we broke it down yesterday but anyway Kentucky dropped in the net rankings from 39 to number 53 which is fifth in the SEC behind LSU, Tennessee, Alabama, and Auburn. The uh, loss to Notre Dame falls in quad three, which uh, which is just not that – that is no bueno. The fact that Kentucky is, has, uh, has such a weak non-con schedule and Notre Dame is considered a quad three school, and that is a uh, – in the words of Tyler Thompson, who wrote an article about Kentucky uh, dropping in the net, net rankings, an ugly blemish on Kentucky's NCAA tournament resume. We really need to have Miss Thompson on the show. Uh, we need to have any everybody from uh, from KSR on the show. Would absolutely love to make that happen. Uh, but anyway, there is a chance, there is an opportunity. Miss Thompson makes this point as well that Kentucky can bounce back and get a win over a quad one op- uh, opponent in LA uh, this Saturday as they take on Ohio State, who is currently twentieth in the uh, in the net rankings. And Ohio State, I believe, is also in the top twenty of the or top 25 rather of the AP top 25 which by the way uh Kentucky has also fallen in the AP poll they have dropped 11 spots from number 10 to number 21 and uh I just want to reiterate that Kentucky's non-conference schedule has been set up very poorly and 
the fact that they played Duke, one of the better teams in all of college basketball, lost, and then were set up with seven straight cupcake games before they played another legitimate opponent was disgusting. And you may say, say well, Lance, that's that's actually not that half bad. And this was the way I was viewing it as the cupcake slate went on is, well, look at it this way. They, they got their legitimate test, and they understand how to approach legitimate opponents now. So they're going to take the next seven games, and they are going to work on themselves against these bad opponents. They're specifically on the offensive end is what I kept harping on, is figuring out your rotation, figuring out your shot, shot selection, figuring out who you are as a basketball team. And let me tell you something that didn't work out, and we saw it against a 3-4 and four Notre Dame squad, now 4-4, four and four, quad three, quad three opponent. So that it, it did not work out. And something else that you can use to back that up is you can look at some of these other teams across college basketball that are in the top 25 of the net rankings, that are in the top 25 of the net rankings, and you can say, well, let's take a look at their schedule. So look at the number one play team in the country right now in Baylor. They have played Stanford, Arizona State, VCU, Michigan State, and Villanova. They're going to play Illinois this, or excuse me, they're going to play Oregon uh, this weekend. You look at Duke, they've played Ohio State, Gonzaga, Army, Kentucky. Legitimate, legitimate non-conference schedule. You look at UCLA, number four team in the nation. They've played Villanova, Gonzaga, Colorado, Washington already in conference play, and then they just beat Marquette on the road. Legitimate non-conference schedule. Look at some of the teams in the SEC, Alabama. They've played Drake, who was an NCAA tournament team last year. Iona, who was also a legitimate uh, NCAA tournament team last year that Alabama beat. They lost to that team. They beat Miami. They beat Gonzaga. And they beat Houston. They're going to play Memphis this weekend. These teams in college basketball that are at the top, they test themselves early. And it's not just one game. It's three, four, five, usually in a row. Kentucky did not do that with this, with this uh, schedule that they set up. It's just bewildering the way that this that this uh, schedule was set up for Kentucky. It was just it's not good. And if you think that Kentucky, after this Ohio State game and this Louisville game, is going to be prepared for the SEC, something I've been harping on this entire time I've been hosting this show, well, why don't you get a look at Kentucky's SEC slate to start the year? Okay, let's take a look at it together. So they open SEC play. At, on the road at LSU. And friends, I don't feel very confident in picking up a win right now against number 19 LSU on the road in Baton Rouge. You get a reprieve against Georgia, but even Georgia was able to beat Mi- Memphis just a, a week or so ago. I don't feel good about that game either. It's at home. Who cares? Kentucky has started slow in their home contest every single time that they played a cupcake game this year. Outside of maybe what, what Robert Morris? Maybe you go on the road to Vanderbilt. They've got a star player in Scottie Pippen Jr. Don't feel great about that. At home against Tennessee, they've got shooters. They're legitimate. That's a team that can come in to Rupp Arena and win by double digits. On the road at Texas A&M playing good defense, 7-2. and two, Buzz Williams legitimate. They beat Notre Dame. Texas A&M beat Notre Dame. They also beat Butler. That's a legitimate squad. Then you go on the road to Auburn. Then you play Mississippi State. Then you go on the road to Kansas. And man, I mean, you, you look at the way this, this uh, SEC slate starts, and it's not like that it's, it's incredibly daunting, all things considered. I mean, you get Georgia and Vanderbilt still. But at the same time, Kentucky's not played anybody 
and beaten anybody that would give you the indication that they can just go turn right around and blow these teams out of the water. I don't think they can they can beat Vanderbilt on the road right now. I don't think they can. After seeing the way they played against Notre Dame, I don't know. I just don't know. So right now, you're looking at this Kentucky Wildcats team. They don't shoot the three well. They don't shoot the three. They operate around Oscar Shibwe, and he is the only player, I feel like, that gives this offense life. If you took him out of the equation, what does this team look like? It's probably not playing very well on the offensive end of the floor, and I think a lot of it bleeds over onto the defensive side of things because he's also a force there. And let me tell you something. Notre Dame, on both ends, manipulated Oscar Shibwe. They didn't let him get offensive rebounds, and they didn't let him get blocked shots, and they didn't let him play well on defense uh, for the entire second half uh, against the Fighting Irish. They kept putting him in situations where they would switch, and they would get a bad matchup, at least for Kentucky, and they would shoot out of it. And Notre Dame did that. And they would get backdoor cuts and all these different things. If you take Shibwe out of the equation, this team crumbles. How does that translate to the SEC? How does that translate against teams like LSU? How does that translate against teams like Auburn, Texas A&M, Tennessee? You, we still haven't even gotten to play Alabama yet. This team's not ready to face the SEC, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that their non-conference slate was set up so poorly. And I'm really disappointed in the way that it was done. And I am, I'll say this. If Kentucky splits Ohio State and Louisville one and one, if they lose to Ohio State and beat, beat Louisville, it's not panic button mode yet, but there are definitely legitimate concerns. If they go 0 for 2, which I think is a very realistic possibility right now, man, uh, is this a tournament team? I'm having those questions right now. I'm not saying that they aren't, but I definitely think it's fair to ask the question. Because who have they beaten? Who have they beaten? Best wins, Ohio. 104th in the Kim Palm rankings. That's their best win. Who have they beaten? All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Doll Pound. If you have any sort of frustration with this Kentucky basketball team, if you have some questions you would like to ask for tomorrow's show, about this team, about Kentucky football, about the early signing period, about anything Kentucky-related, shoot me a DM, Doll Pound on Twitter. Would love to hear your thoughts. You can also find links to our Twitters uh, in the description of this podcast. That's going to do it for today's episode. Go Wildcats, and God bless.